Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Anton, and I am father to Ginny, who is six years old, and Ellis, who is a rambunctious three and a half. And I'm John. I am father to Malcolm, who is also three and a half and has lots of emotions. Yo, facts, facts. <laughs> and on this podcast, we talk about pop culture through the lens of fatherhood. So first things first, I kind of want to just check in about how mm-hmm. this shelter in place thing has been going. It's been two and a half weeks now. Two and a half weeks. Yeah. yeah. So the last time we chatted, we basically just started the shelter in place. We had mm-hmm. our good friends, Art and Dennis on, and that was fun. But yeah, two and a half weeks later, how are you feeling, man? I'm trying to go with the flow as much as possible. Fortunately, my work, they're understanding that operating as business as usual just doesn't really make sense. Okay. That's and good. then our CEO is really conscious of the fact that working from home in this scenario is not like working from home normally. Right. Because the kids are around or there's family or there's both. If, the, if there's two people in the household or numerous people in the household, everyone's at home. Um, and so she's really understanding. So that's, uh, that's really, I appreciate that because then it kind of lifts a little bit of the pressure in terms of having to sit in front of my computer from 9 to 5 or 9.30 to 5.30 doing things that, I don't necessarily have to be doing it. And the reality is a lot of my work is public facing. Okay. And so a lot of my work has slowed down because we don't have events. I'm not, I can't do outreach. I can't do the other things that we normally do. I was supposed to be really busy in March with my, uh, my role with uh, doing legislative visits and stuff. Sure. Cause it's like, this is like the budget time for all the governments. But the California legislature is working from home, you know, as of last Monday. So that changes a lot of what um, their availability. And also, obviously, when they're looking at budget, they're going to shift their priorities to emergency sustainability funds for every everyone and everything that's being that's going to be affected by COVID nineteen, right? Yeah, for sure. So from a work front, it's print. It, it, it's. Uh, I still have work to do, but it's lightened up because I don't really have, uh, other than the advocacy work, I don't really have any kind of clear uh, finish point (laughs) for any immediate things. Right, right. And so that's given me more time to hang out with Malcolm more while Hung has been a lot more busy at work because they're actively working with the people that they work with their grantees and stuff. So um, she's pretty much on calls a lot of the day. Oh man. Yeah. And so the navigating that the, the toughest part is this, that, you know, Malcolm d- doesn't give a crap about our work schedules. <laughs> right. For real. man. Uh, I'm just kidding. He doesn't know, obviously. So if uh, we're on a video call, he wants to sit in cause he sees the videos he wants to say hi so Mm -hmm. he's he's Mm -hmm. he's sat in with him on multiple meetings and some interviews and stuff but you know the the good thing is that 
at least especially in our sector there's understanding of um you can't i mean you have a three-year-old what are you gonna do right you're at home i guess companies will just have to deal with it right Mm -hmm. everyone's in the same boat right yeah I mean, the hardest part is 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 navigating the space together with Malcolm. You know, pretty much twenty four seven, right? Yeah, absolutely, dude. That's um, it's been pretty tough for us too. What's been tough with you guys? Before I talk more, I'll mirror kind of what you said about managing the space for work. Now, for me, because I work freelance, you know, I'm used to being home and kind of using the space. Uh, for what I need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think for Tess, it's much tougher. You know, she's carved out uh, one side of the the table, and she's trying to work there while you know Ellis and Ginny are like running around, and Ginny's actually also doing her homework at a separate. I mean, at the same table, but in a separate seat, right? Mm. Yeah. So I think the last couple of weeks, there's certainly that difficulty and that adjustment. But now that we're basically going to be hunkered down here for at least another month, yeah, I think she got word that they're going to approve legit office equipment that they can mm-hmm. purchase to have here, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But we also don't have a ton of space for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I share my quote-unquote office with the kids' toys. And if we put another desk here, we're going to have to figure out where the the rest of the stuff goes. You know, that, that first week, that was the last week before spring break. So that first week, we tried to get a routine down. Yeah. We, were, we were off it by like a day and a yeah. half. But, you know, we tried to have her do some schoolwork and we were pretty Mm -hmm. lax about it. We didn't, we were still trying to get used to things. So we didn't want to basically kill ourselves or get down on ourselves if we kind of broke schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. But but once that week ended, the next week was spring break. So we were like, okay, yeah, yeah, like we want to kind of honor kind of her spring break and kind of give her a break and things like that. So, which actually coincided with the first full week of Animal Crossing, which we'll, <laughs> which we'll delve into later. So I think yep. it was fun for her that she got to play a lot with me. And then, yeah. you know, her good friend and her good friend, Karina, who's also yeah. our good, our good, uh, our good friend's daughter, like they started FaceTiming and playing Switch together, which was great. Yeah. Except now Ellis wants one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's certainly been an adjustment. We're trying to do the best that we can. Um, I think with Tess, she has had to vocalize her limitations to her boss. Because uh, I don't think her boss has a kid or is, or is married. Right. So right. You know, they so don't he, know. Yeah, they don't. They don't really know. So she's nope. having to mention what her bandwidth is really like, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Figurative and literal. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm. I, I still feel frazzled at the mm. end of the day. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are some days where they both kids are behaving and it's great and they follow schedules. Then yeah. other times where there's lots of fighting and yeah. you know getting them to nap. Ginny probably doesn't nap anymore. Uh Ellis should. Uh but he doesn't. They do have a quiet time. Are uh, they honoring that? Yes and no. Does that quiet time involve screens? Yes. Or other things? It does. Okay. Well, I guess that helps. We were like, okay, cool. You guys will we'll put you in your room. We actually put up uh like blackout curtains. Oh, nice. You know, so it was like, okay, it's gonna be darker and quiet. There was a couple of days like before spring break where they actually fell asleep and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. We can yeah. we can yeah. handle this. Uh, yeah. did not stick. Yeah. And you know, whenever Ellis doesn't nap, like the dinner time, uh-huh. like right around there, he gets a little crazy and it just like <laughs> puts everybody on edge. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, I think that's uh aside from having the balance, uh, I shouldn't say balance because there's no such thing as the balance, especially at work from home and especially in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but having to manage getting your work done and making sure, I don't even know if it's a matter of like, I think for Jenny it's a little bit different because she's older. So, and she really has a uh, quote unquote traditional school. So she already has homework and some yeah. kind of uh, regiment. Mm-hmm. But for the younger kids, it's not so much managing their time as it is managing their their gravity towards you, right? Yes, for sure. And then that's gonna that's I think the biggest obstacle currently for us. Plus, you know, imagining whenever we can finally get out of. Uh, self-isolation and quarantine that transition i shouldn't even be thinking about this ahead of time but (laughs) but i was thinking like you know you go on a vacation for three weeks it's a little bit different because we went to europe malcolm knew we were in a different country it was different right he still got used to being with us for 24 7 Mm -hmm. but this is going to be even worse because he's at home right yeah yeah dude and so i think that's the for me that's been the the most challenging thing with him is that um we can have him pretty much distracted all day if he wanted to just put a an ipad and a tv in front of him you know like the games he plays are pretty they're they're mentally challenging so he can learn stuff from them Mm -hmm. um and they're they're pretty calm they're not violent or anything and the things that he watches are pretty chill and not violent either. But it's like at the same time, do we want him just to, to zone out? And you know, for some 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 days last week, he was on it for a really long time in a row because we both had to get things done. Yeah. Um. But the other part is that he's just used to being with us all day, right? Mm-hmm. So he now he's ref- <laughs> as of last. Tuesday, he was already rejecting going on a car ride with me. 
because that's the only way I can get him to the nap. And that's his nap time well, to nap. Yeah. So Friday, I think it worked. So I don't know if we. No, no. Friday, I don't know if we we t- we had him nap. Saturday, I took him for a drive. Sunday, possibly. And then Monday and Tuesday, he was just like, "No, I don't want to go. I just want to stay at home." And then today, I was like, "Okay, if I let you play in the iPad for ten minutes in the car, would you go?" And then he did, and we, we had a nap. But he's pretty much resisting it. And part of it is like I think we recognize. I think he he understands what's happening. Right. And then the other part about it was like yesterday was a really yesterday Sunday. No, not necessarily any work, but yesterday was a really rough day. He had, I think he had enough sleep. I don't think it had to do with sleep, but he pretty much was on one off and on for like three to four hours yesterday until he was forced to take a nap in the car. Like Kung just grabbed him and said, we're going to go. Right. Right. And part of it was that we, he woke up, he was kind of whiny. We went for a walk and I was kind of annoyed with him um, because even before that, because he wanted to go with Hung to the farmer's market and one it's logistically she could get go in and go out faster and get the stuff that we need yeah for sure without him and two it's like why expose him to anything else right uh so then we went for a walk around the neighborhood and um but before that he was just doing his little three and a half year old grunting thing you know that i know that ellis is that ellis does because i heard him doing it at your house the other day <laughs> right and then I, yeah. I i hear the other kid at his school doing that mm. You know, that whole, I don't know what you're saying, but, you know. Yeah. And so I was a little annoyed with him. And then we were walking around and then um, I wasn't doing things that he wanted me to do because the day, a few days before we were running up and down hills going a little bit faster and he wanted to do that. And he was pointing at the hill. And I now I, I felt bad about it then and I feel worse about it now as I'm re- recounting it. <laughs> <laughs> just totally killed his spirit. Um, he's just like, oh, there's a hill. I'm going to point to the hill and you can go fast. I'm like, Malcolm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that right now. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't really feel I don't really feel like it right now. And we were pretty much quiet for that whole rest of that walk. And he recognized that I was fresh. I was upset with him, which, you know, it's he's also intelligent, right? Socially intelligent and otherwise intelligent. So that was that. And then afterwards, off and on, he was just like super, super like um, fixated on ripping up these papers. And the papers that he wanted to rip up were all these tax documents because I decided to do our taxes yesterday. And for the most part, our taxes are pretty simple. So I I thought they were just going to go by relatively quickly. But then I was having I, I tried Credit Karma tax for the first time and I was uh what we owed federally was like crazy and then i did started doing on TurboTax, and i'm like okay this is a lot better essentially it kind of had to do some of like the number um entering twice but then it didn't take that long but like malcolm three four times we got super super upset like hitting and screaming because he wanted to rip the papers and then finally one of the times after I was done, I had submitted and all that stuff. Because he was straight up, he pulled the the federal return that I printed out that I was going to put, it, that I'm mailing to California. Right. He straight pulled it out of the 
printer and he was like not giving it back. And so we turned around and just grabbed it from him and they started crying. I'm like, and he was trying to get, reach for him. I'm like, do not touch me right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was sitting with him in his room afterwards and he was just like, uh, um, I'm like, Malcolm, why are you, why are you upset? You know, he kind of calmed down. He's like, why are you upset? He said, um, I want daddy to play with me. I'm like, Malcolm, I didn't know you wanted to play with me. You didn't say anything. And he says, I don't, um, I don't want you to work. Because, and then he's like, I don't want you on your laptop because you're working, you know? So he's associating that when I was doing the taxes, I was on, that I was working because both Hoong and myself. That's what he sees. For a whole week. week yeah. yeah. That we're at home. We're spending a lot of time on our laptops, whether it's for me, it's like work or other stupid things. Um, he's associating that with work and, you know, not playing with him. So I don't, you know, like, I don't know the psychology of a three and a half year old, but I think part of that was the part of his anger was associating that because then I really wasn't playing with him. And maybe he thought I was already upset with him and um, that I was carrying over because usually he'll be fine if he's just hanging out with Hoong, right? Because a lot of times he'll. I've already shared many accounts of how Malcolm kind of just um, just pushes me to the side, <laughs> right? So, like, Hung was going to hang out with him all day, and they were playing out here, but then he was still getting upset. So I think he's that's the kind of, like, the emotional, psychological toll that's taking on him is that he's, he's at home with his mommy and daddy and wants to ha- have fun and play, but at the same time we can't. And, you know, he's kind of going through, like, this um, cyclical kind of, like, processing of um, this work means that you're in front of a la- or you're in front of a laptop, so that means work, and that means that you're not playing with me and... I don't like that kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When he said that I was trying to, I was managing, I'm like, should I apologize at the same time? I'm like, well, the reality is it's not going to stop. So I don't know if I should, you know, I'm not going to make any promises because I can't promise that, okay, I'm going to play with you more because that's not a reality. Right. And so I'm like, well, Malcolm, that's, it's going to happen. You know, we're going to play, we're going to have some time, but at some, sometimes we're going to have to do things um, without you. And then that's when he got really upset again. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like ashamed or embarrassed that Malcolm's getting like a ton more screen time than normally? No, it's not shame or embarrassed. I think it's just a matter of us. We don't, we, we've, you know, we were talking about our trip to Europe. Yeah. And how, for the most part, the only time he really got um, off the hook was when we were asking him to turn off his uh, turn off the screen. Mm, okay. So, and I'm sure it's just not it's, it's not just Malcolm, but we recognize a pattern that he gets particularly super super upset when he's been sitting in front of a screen for the whole time, uh, and there hasn't been any kind of like solid kind of like. Uh, uh, parameters for it. Oh, gotcha. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to set a timer for right, 15 right. minutes or whatever, right? Yeah. So if he's zoning out for two and a half hours and we're trying to bring him back away from that, then he gets really, really um, upset. Gotcha. So it's uh, not really about the 
content he's watching or just like no. being super sedentary. It's just getting him like he'll get too used to yeah used to it okay gotcha gotcha yeah yeah and i I mean part of it is like oh yeah we would love for him to be engaged in other things too and we've tried but you know all of that stuff and we'll get we'll even get you know we'll talk about it with animal crossing but even with like certain games he do and then he can't do it by himself and then he asks us to help and we're like malcolm can you play a different game that is that you can do without needing our help yeah and then then he get upset you know or no he wants to play it anyway you know yeah 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 he's three and a half so his attention span's kind of all over the place so but he'll watch run around do something still want to play with us kind of thing you know so for me it's not about shame though but it's it's more just like still being conscious about like how his mind's working um but also just the reality of like how off the hook he gets when he's been watching for too long or doing something for too long. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, apparently, DJs can play live on Facebook and Instagram now. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a different world, and also that is D nice from. BDP and Questlove <laughs> and Talib yeah. Quilly. That's pretty much what's on rotation. Uh, on uh, that's why Tess's phone dies so fast during the day now. <laughs> Imagine the blowback that in- that Facebook would get if like Instagram blocked for sure. This like whole feel good kind of like exactly, dude. You know, um. Because it's funny because I was like, when D Nice was trending or DJ D Nice, I saw on the where I first noticed it was on um, a Roz, uh, Roz Gold on Woody's um, Twitter. Yeah. And then I'm like, I've never referred to D Nice as DJ D Nice. You know, like, same. That song was one of my favorite songs for a long time. And then if you watched I'm, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, D Nice was in at the end of that film, you know, with with kd uh, with uh, bdp in the song he doesn't say call me dj d nice yeah it's just right? like call me d nice but yo props to him though mm-hmm. i mean 100k followers that's pretty dope i mean tess was just like saying oh shit this person came on oh shit this person yeah. just jumped on i was like that's pretty tight yeah who was doing the same thing well, you've been mixing recently on live. I did in recent Instagram live just just because everyone else was doing it. It's like, you know what? I'm going to hop on real quick. I kind of readjusted my little desk area, my workspace to kind of like, okay, cool. Like the camera would look good right here. We can put a mic. Everything's like all connected. But then I just don't have time, dude. By the time I want to go on, it's like super late. People are sleeping, and you know the the fun part is interacting with yeah. with uh, listeners and stuff. I mean, otherwise, I just like do a recording and then just post it somewhere. But that's not as fun. Do you want to talk about Animal Crossing? <laughs> I do want to talk about Animal Crossing, dude. 
I've had a history of Animal Crossing before because I had a 3DS and that's where I first played it. This is your first introduction to the Animal Crossing world? Yes. This is the Animal Crossing New Horizons on Switch, right? That is correct. And you got this game because... Because Ginny showed interest. I'm not sure how it all happened, but we were playing Mario Kart, or we've been playing Mario Kart for like the last few months or whatever, right? Actually, Ellis is able to play too, so it's kind of been a fun little thing. My Switch has been gathering dust for, I don't know, year mm-hmm. and a half, probably, maybe mm-hmm. maybe two. Same. For some reason, they just wanted to start playing Mario Kart, and Ellis was kind of into it, and then I guess... They wanted to be a character called Isabel, mm-hmm. which I guess is from with the OG Animal Crossing. Mm. And then all of a sudden, that app appeared on their iPad, the Pocket Camp. And I, I looked over her shoulder and saw kind of what it was. And, you know, it was similar to another game that they play called Animal Jam. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing. You have a character, you make your own little den. It's an animal, obviously. Uh, you can pick different types, and then you can change the look. And, you know, I was kind of familiar with how she was playing that. And I was like, okay, cool. This sounds pretty wholesome so far. And then she started watching Animal, started playing Animal Crossing. And then I saw that, and I was like, oh, dude, that's really cute. All the character mm. designs are cute. The items and the props or whatever, they're all super cute. And then I was like, huh, I wonder if this is available on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, this was probably in February or, yeah, maybe early February, mid-February. And they're like, oh, the new one's coming out March 20th or something. So then I told Ginny, like, hey, if you're interested in Animal Crossing, maybe we'll get it. But it's going to be another month. And I thought she'd forget about it. But <laughs> every week she's like, oh, Animal Crossing is coming out on March 20th. So that's basically how it happened. And I got it. And I'm not really that into that type of game. Yeah. I think it's cool, but I was like, I'd rather play FIFA or I'll play like a golf game or MLB The Show. Right. Shout out to my my dude. I don't want to name him, but... uh, he gave me a code for MLB The Show 2020. <laughs> nice. And then obviously the first-person shooters, Modern Warfare, Battlefield, stuff like that, right? If I'm going to carve out some time, I'd rather play that. Yeah. But man, Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yo, legit. That game is very, I mean, it's kind of like the transcendent game that really represents what the Nintendo DS was built for. Mm, okay. That became very much like kind of the world of like casual games. So, you know, they're pretty much like the mobile games before mobile game before, you know, everyone had a cell phone. Yeah. So whether they're cooking games or um, story driven games where you, all you're doing is choosing, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure games and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so Animal Crossing is kind of like the epitome of that, like the casual game. Cause it's, it is like Sims, but for kids, but at the same time, it's like super, it's super casual. Cause there's really no stakes and there's like, there's no negative stakes in anything, right? You just, if you stop playing it for a while on the 3DS, you come back to it. People will notice that you've been gone. 
maybe some other residents have left, but then like your island or your plot of land is going to have more weeds. More weeds. No one's going to die. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not going to have certain exclusive fish or insects or whatever from um, different parts of the season. But what happens if you don't pay off your loan, though? And nothing happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you don't oh, like say the, you, that's the best. You don't want to. You don't want to expand your house. Nothing's going to happen. Like Tom Nook isn't going to go like um, kill you in at night, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm not a big gamer, so that like the first person shooters. I think we talked about this before. I'm not yeah, really good yeah, at. Yeah. I, I I play them when other friends are playing them, and I can get in the same room with them just because it's like it's fun to play with friends and pretty much just get killed by everybody but um and then sports are usually the things i would i would spend the most time on and beyond that then it would be like certain casual games and this one like in particular was the thing i spent the most time on 3ds for the most part since i got it i'm hella pissed right now because all i'm catching are sea bass dude i've been catching stuff but at the same time i've been also just like having like kind of marathon sessions (laughs) what's the longest amount of time that you spent so far in one session probably a couple hours i would say well i feel like you should probably got at least one big fish since then maybe not that long but like i'm not always fishing though oh yeah so like i'll fish for a while and be like oh okay cool i'm gonna go travel you know yeah well i think that that may be part of it too oh okay i just gotta i really gotta grind yeah you really gotta grind yeah like to clocking in like marathon sessions in this game even the first day i got it and pretty much i opened it maybe around 2 30 and i i was playing it with him or at least him playing or him watching and then all of a sudden it was like dinner time i'm like oh man did i really spend that much time <laughs> like what the hell just happened and it's pretty much just happened all week but what's been happening is that it, we've gone back to me lying down with him to go to sleep which i mentioned to you i don't really mind because at some point in his life, he did, he's not going to want me to lay down with him. So Same, dude. I'm, I have this exact same <laughs> feeling like, yo, they're going to kick me out at some point. So yep. might as well just take advantage. So what's been happening is that I've been waking up like at 1.30 at night, get out of his room, and I'm like, fuck this. I need to go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the whole thing with like working from home, it's like, I don't have to worry about getting up too early. I have to get dressed and drop him off at daycare and then drive to work and then be completely alert because then like the the pace of work is kind of at my pace. So the one <laughs> one night I was just playing and I'm like, I just kept on playing and then like all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, it's five o'clock. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it was like, I started playing at like 2.30 though or something like that. So it's not like I was playing from 10 to 5. Yeah, but still, um, I've definitely had Modern Warfare 2 marathon sessions. Yeah. And that's usually why I don't play video games is that usually when I get into a game, I'll play it for like three hours one day and go like, man, I just spent three hours playing this freaking game. And then I don't go to it again because it's like, if I'm going to play, I really want to get into it. Hey, so do you think that is a generational thing? What? The, that kind of guilt that you feel about like, oh man, I spent three hours playing this <laughs> video game. I could have done something else, right? It feels like that's what my parents would say to me when I was started playing video like Nintendo mm. or Sega Genesis or PlayStation, yeah. whatever, right? 
where they didn't understand that there was actually like some value that you can get out of it. Oh, good point. I don't know. I think for me, it's just mostly, I still want to play it and I don't, I don't have any shame in doing it. It's just a matter of like, man, I can't believe I just played this for three hours. I mean, I don't know. I think I still feel that way. Yeah. That, oh man, I spent three hours doing this, but I could have been, I don't know, working on a screenplay or like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, well, I know it's true. It's true. Because then I made a decision early last week or maybe the week before. I have basically like two years worth of comics that I have like issue comics that I have not read. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this time to to catch up on these comics. Right. And then Animal Crossing came. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been loving about it? It's been super fun to play with the kiddos because uh-huh. they're really invested. So Ginny was the one who named the island and that was it was really cool kind of seeing her read. I mean, right. she had to read everything. So that was yeah. also like a cool part of it, right? So kind of witnessing her play it is has been great. Although I will say, though, that um, it's caused a lot of fights. <laughs> um, fights because of? Well, Ginny's playing, and then Ellis comes in and goes invite me invite me because he's another resident right and then i have like a house now and then tess has one and you know we all we were all able to like kind of design our character and things like that but you know the multiplayer thing is like Ginny wants to do some stuff and then ellis wants to do it and they're like hey i want to i want to be the leader i want to be the leader i want to be the and then that's just like <sighs> I would say that that's kind of the my favorite thing about it. It's just being able to have this experience with the kids. As far as like the game goes and as far as like my own personal experience, there's just something really cool about it. And and I guess it's also really popular that the social aspect of it is really fun. Yeah. Inviting people to their islands and like sharing yeah. resources and we yeah. we've text all week <laughs> i know <laughs> like, i was like i don't know who else to talk, share this with I need to... <laughs> i'm hella jealous because you got like an oarfish and that fucking golden I trout a, i got a freaking golden trout today I, dude i was like i was telling Ginny, i was like hey Ginny, uncle john uh got a golden trout he's like how do you get so good at fishing because <laughs> you like you got it a few days after us yeah. <laughs> um, I do get a little bit of FOMO because I see hella posts to like, damn, they got this already or Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time it's like you were mentioning earlier, it's a it's a casual game. So obviously the more time you put into it, the cooler your island probably is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the more money you get to buy all the stuff that you want. But if all you need to do is, or if all you have time for is to just hop in, kind of do the tasks for the day, and then hop out. Yeah. And then the next day, like, there's a little more tasks that you can do. I, I kind of like that. Right now, she wants me to play because she wants yeah. to just watch. She enjoys watching. I thought I could buy the game so it could keep her busy. Yeah. But now, 
I have to play to keep her busy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but another thing too is that if I decide I want to take a break, I'll be like, hey, Ginny, go watch some videos on YouTube and find some tips and tricks for me. Mm-hmm. So she's consuming a lot of that. And then so she's informing me about the game. I'm not too cool to get tips and tricks, man, like cheat codes yeah. and stuff. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Hey, if there's an easy way to get better fish, sure, I'll try that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to learn that on my own. Well, that my, my next question was going to be, how does this reflect your real life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I wish I could just be fishing all day. I mean, I, I do enjoy pulling weeds uh, off off these islands. I don't know if I would like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much faster. and <laughs> I don't hurt my back. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, oh, let me ask you this. So... You mentioned earlier, like playing with Malcolm, like Mm -hmm. when you bought the game, obviously you are familiar with it and you've had previous versions. So you were probably going to get it anyway, but did you see yourself playing with Malcolm? Envisioning playing with Malcolm really wasn't a thing. But when I started playing with it that Sunday that I got it and him playing with me, I'm like, oh, this is really cool because it's, it's kind of at a pace that he can kind of uh, digest better than some of the other games I was trying to play with him. Right. And so the character is actually named after him. I asked him to help me design the character's look. And so he was part of that process. He likes to run around. He can watch me fish. Mm-hmm. Um, physically, he's just unable to really control the movement very well. Um, his hands are big enough now to hold the, the controllers, but I think just the, like the the physical dexterity or like the the not like physical like muscle memory of it just doesn't work for him. So I was curious like with if Ellis is actually capable, but then he plays more games than Malcolm has. Yeah, Ellis is pretty good, but a lot yeah. of that is also because he always wants to do what Jenny does it's probably better for him when they're playing two player because it's the, the joy cons are much smaller and they actually fit really nicely in, in, in his hand, him and Jenny's hands. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's, he's pretty good. He knows how to go around. He knows what button it is to check your inventory. He knows like that a is basically the action button. Yeah. He actually caught his first fish yesterday like by nice. himself and I was like was that luck or did he know what he was doing <laughs> or he doesn't really know the positioning to like shovel a, a, yeah. a like a fossil out or anything like that but he likes it you know Tess was uh, mentioning this weekend like should we get another switch Karina and and Ginny are FaceTiming and playing Overcooked 2 together <laughs> you know and, and that can go on for a couple hours. Yeah. And then Ellis is just like, what am I going to do? And then every time Jeannie gets frustrated that Ellis wants to play, I'll just, I'll just try to remind her that, Hey, look, he's going to lose interest <laughs> in 15 minutes. Why don't you go watch a video and find some tips? And then, you know, Ellis is going to lose interest and you can go back. And she's yeah. like, okay, that's fine. And 
I think we can probably wrap it up on the Animal Crossing yeah. unless you have anything else. Well, the the fun thing about it with Malcolm is that he there's with a game there's things that he's interested in already because he you know he's into dinosaurs. So oh, cool. The fossil the, stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, the fossil stuff. He was just running around the museum looking at stuff. Um, and yeah, Ellis too he, actually. It was kind of cute. He actually was able to get out of the museum and they had set up the, like this um, seat on the beach where he could just, um, just well, sit. Not, yeah, him yeah, in yeah. person. I, it was just more for decoration because I was just like, oh, that's funny to have it here. I I, um, I think I went to the bathroom or something, came back and he had got out of the museum and actually got onto the seat and sat on the seat. Nice. Um, I'm like, oh, you did it. And that's pretty much it. Because, yeah, he can't read. I have to, I mean, he'll learn it like from memory because he memorizes books and all these things like after like three reads, but he, he doesn't know the buttons to press, but it's something that he, he is interested in watching me play versus other things that we've done where he wants to play or there's like no way that he's going to be able to do anything with it. So that would be fun when he gets to be a little bit more capable to, to do stuff because then he could just. I'll tell you one thing though. Ellis knows what a sea bass is. Because they're everywhere. I'll I'll pull the fish out and he'll be like, sea bass again? <laughs> Seriously. Like, Tell me about it, bro. No, the other thing I was just thinking about that I forgot about with Animal Crossing is that um, it's a fun, leisurely, casual game. This isn't like a capital S or like a real thing, I mean, but like how stressful, quote unquote stressful it can get. The one thing I do miss is that the store closes at 10 p.m. Yep. You can sell it on the Dropbox, but they it's take 80%. a huge cut. <laughs> you know, fucking, it's worse than eBay. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it, man. I'm just like stacking these in front of my house or in front of the store. That's exactly what I was doing when you messaged me. <laughs> so I had like a few football fish, a few red snappers, and I was like, I got back late, and then I just started stacking them in front of the store. So the first thing Ginny does when she wakes up is before she used to grab the iPad and then just like casually wake up as she's watching videos. But now she'll grab the switch. And the first thing she'll do is like, okay, what's, what is, what's the announcement? What's Tom Nook's announcement? And yeah. then she'll, she'll know what she'll need to do for the rest of the day. She woke up one morning and then I had to like get up real quick and like with completely like sleepy eyes, I was like, Hey, don't sell any of the fish that's outside of the store, okay? Because that's all mine. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally I'd be like, all right, cool. Just like, I just leave it out. And if you need it, just just take it, right? Yeah. But I was like, I wanted those bells. I grinded hard for that. So why don't we transition into, how about we have time for maybe one thing that you're into? Do you have anything? <laughs> I've been pretty much playing Animal Crossing all day. Uh, season two of this uh, series on the Vice Network called The Dark Side of Wrestling. Basically, it's a docu-series, and um, it just started last week. It's a it's a pretty cool um, series because they just go into, like, I mean, sad parts of wrestling history because there's a ton of sad sad parts of wrestling history. And just kind of digging into like uh, scandals or whatever. And last week they premiered season two and it was about 
Chris Benoit, who, you know, horribly and tragically committed murder-suicide and also happened to murder not only his wife, but his kids. Um, I remember that. It was a super horrible story. I was reading the, the details of it. I remember back then just kind of imagining it and knowing that this dude, there's something, you know, obviously it's like, in, like when we say inhumane, there's like bad stuff. And then there's another level of like, man, this dude was going through some other stuff. Right. Or like his brain was so messed up. And so they had a two hour episode last week on it and so they just started season two yeah it's pretty good so i think for me it's got to be westworld season three pretty cool i mean you know i guess if you're if you weren't turned off by last season you're you're probably in if you were turned off by last season might be (laughs) might be worth checking it out because they're kind of going in a different direction yeah um, it looks interesting. I didn't watch any of season two. The way that I've described Westworld season one and season two was like season one was a pretty cool puzzle. Yeah. Um, yes. Even if you weren't actively trying to put the puzzle together by trying to decode everything each week, yeah. you were still pleasantly surprised by kind of what the reveal was at the end right and you're like okay cool and then it kind of increased its rewatchability because you were like oh shoot now i can go back and see where all the where they planted all the seeds season two was like all right now all you motherfuckers are trying to decode this every week so we're gonna like purposely try to confuse you even more I don't think they did it in a mean-spirited way. You know, it was kind of like, okay, cool. Like, you liked what we yeah. did the first season, so we're just going to try and, like, raise the ante a little bit. So it seems like they got the... They took that feedback with for this season, but it's also kind of getting crazy already. If I don't watch season two, can will I be fine starting at season three? Mm, maybe not. But I can definitely refer you to some YouTube recap videos that will probably help. (laughs) Cool. Do we have any pop culture projects that we've done recently? Well, you did post that Stay the Fuck Home video. Yeah. That was pretty dope. Thanks. That came up quick. You texted me and you're like, yeah. Hey, I want to do this. And then a few hours later, I was like, done. <laughs> well, I had I, I had already been collecting. I had already been collecting some of the stock photos the day before and the day before that. I had been working on that, the poem of it throughout the week. Once it kind of popped into my head as like, I, I, I had the recall to that go to fuck to sleep book. And I remember <laughs> when it got super popular because Samuel L. Jackson read it. Right, right. And so, like, seeing all these posts about people saying, say the fuck home, I'm like, oh, that kind of reminds me of that. So then I read this. I finally read for the first time the Go to the Fuck to Sleep book, and it was freaking hilarious. And then also super, uh, super relevant to Malcolm and his sleep time now. Yeah, I remember you posted the thing about uh, you're not thirsty or something. Yeah, yep. Dude, that's 
Hella Ellis too. Mm-hmm. It's He'll, also our, our our other friend who's also pretty much the same age as Ellis. Ellis. <laughs> Supposedly he drinks like <laughs> two or three bottles right before sleep. Dang. Because he's saying that he's thirsty. <laughs> like, we're like, yeah, but Malcolm says that too, but we're like, no, you're just playing the game, dude. <laughs> yeah, I fall for it almost every time though. The lights are down. You know, Ginny's probably already asleep. And then I'm kind of just like lying in bed with him. And he's just like, Daddy, I want some milk. Yeah. I was like, really, dude? So I'll go and I'll pour him a glass. He'll take like one sip. He's like, I'm done. (laughs) But then after that, he's like, he's ready to go. Yeah. Because initially when I first wrote it, I was just like, oh, it'd be it'd be funny to illustrate it. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> One, I, I don't have the time and I don't have the skills to make it look right. And then I was thinking about stock photo partially because um, a stock photo is really funny. You know, like oh, stock photo is super horrible. Funny. I think you that's know? I think that was the the better option actually. Yeah. But the vision I had for the the video is always going to be like total like white male hipster kind of thing. And also it happens to be that most stock photos are going to be about white uh, are going to have white people in it. I figure for anyone who's ever had to work with stock photo, they'd get a kick out of that video even more <laughs> just because they know how horrible stock photos typically are in terms of like capturing the actual image that you want because they're all like super generic. So I had fun with that. And that was, that was one of the things I was distracted with on a laptop instead of playing with my son, which may have led to the tantrum filled day on Sunday. Okay, so any dad moments? My dad moment, I think I covered earlier when we were talking about the our rough day with Malcolm. Yeah. And him crying about he doesn't want me to work he doesn't want us to work he basically had a really good uh, pull quote and he said work is good for nobody <laughs> like <laughs> i'm like i know can you record I, that i i feel you <laughs> but like we have these fucking bills to pay <laughs> yeah no shit yeah as far as dad moments for me i mean i guess the whole the last two and a half weeks is a huge dad moment i would say that i'm building a pretty good relationship with Ellis. Not that our relationship was bad or anything like that, but like there's much more bonding that Ellis and I have had now that he's home. Obviously with Ginny and I, you know, I was home a lot when she was going through, when she was, you know, from one and a half to about till now, really. And with Ellis, I was trying to do some work and Ellis was at home with, with grandma so I wasn't around as much and Ellis went to daycare a lot sooner than Ginny did which allowed me to to go to work so with him being home a lot more um, and this actually has been kind of happening even before like before the shelter in place thing Mm -hmm. you know like he would actually want to hang out with me as opposed to just hanging out with just mommy. He'll like actually want to hang out with me or he'll want, he'll only want Mm. me to do something for him. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So I guess we'll see what'll happen in the next month. 
you mentioned this earlier, but I'm also really worried when Tess has to go back to work again and he has to start going to daycare again. It's already bad when we go on vacation for like two weeks. Imagine what it's going to be like for like almost two months. Oh, yep. Yep, that transition is going to be... But the cool thing is that all the other kids are going to be in the same place too, right? So I don't know if he's going to get clued in to that, but I'm sure the teachers are probably just going to be just as stressed as the kids too. Yeah. Like everybody's going to be going through the same thing. So I guess there's some solace in that, right? It's almost 1.40 a.m., so... Yeah, we should probably probably wrap. Yep, I still got some fishing to do. Yo, real talk. We're ending this podcast early because we gotta do some grinding <laughs> on Animal Crossing. It's not. It's not even early. It's just that we just we just, we just need to cut this off. Yeah, we can get into some like deeper dad reflections, but you know what? F it. We already did it. Yeah, we, we need to. We probably we, went. I need to, we're recording for like almost an hour and 40 minutes. Like this probably went on for an hour too long because this was supposed I mean, to be a short episode. Yeah. I only have 11 hours to catch that freaking string fish right now. So, <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of the pop culture podcast. Uh, on behalf of John, this is Anton. I do want to say thank you for listening. If you haven't, yet rated and reviewed us we would certainly appreciate it please do so on itunes and also if you don't already follow us on the socials please do at papa culture pod we are pretty active on facebook and also instagram um but we'll also do twitter here and there okay so come and visit my island and john's (laughs) island too Sweetland and Piggy Smalls. Get us up for Dodo Codes. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Peace.